listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava. And today is Thursday, March 25th. So we got one day before the Easy Foams come out, and that's really my main focus. And honestly, I'm probably going to get wrecked by that release pretty bad. I mean, today went really, really bad for the Kyanites, or however you pronounce that word that Yeezy has dubbed that colorway, but really, really good colorway for those, by the way. I mean, nice looking shoe, but that release went terrible for me. I mean, I didn't get a single shoe. I wasn't even close to copying. I couldn't add to cart on on any of my tasks or anything that I was running, so kind of a bummer there. It was a kind of a major L for me, but honestly, the bot that I run for it doesn't really do that well on easy supply anyways so it's not really that big of a shock but still sucks and it was kind of a, a bad release from that aspect of it so tomorrow I'm expecting actually worse results I, I'd be surprised if I can even connect at this point because it'll be such a mess on on easy supply and any of the other sites releasing those foams those things are just going to do mad mad numbers i mean really really good money on those things so i encourage you definitely get a pair of those if you see them but it's probably going to be super tough so anyway that's my focus for the week not really a big surprise there i think everybody and their mother knows that those are coming out so if if you didn't know about that maybe take a look at it but other than that it's been a pretty hyped up release for uh sneaker twitter so happy to see that come out tomorrow i'm excited to go for those not really too many other releases. Oh, uh, tomorrow, maybe Air Max Day. I think 326 is Air Max Day. There's some decent shoes coming out for that. Um, obviously, the Bacons and then a lower key Air Max. I think it's like called like pre-Air Max Day. Those are coming out too. I'm going to pay attention to resale values on both of those. The Bacons will smash because they are a very old colorway. And we've been seeing Nike put out some of these older colorways that they've been doing that they haven't done in maybe... 10, 15, 20 years. So it's been cool to see them do that. They haven't done this bacon colorway in a very long time. The I think the Clot Air Maxes are coming out too at the end of the week on the Sneakers app, which those came out in the early 2000s. I want to say 2004 those came out. So again, we're looking at sneakers that haven't been released in 17 years. So those will do well, but the, the Bacons come out tomorrow. And then I think there's another Air Max that comes out tomorrow on the Sneakers app. And I'm going to be going for probably both of them just because I think they could both do pretty decent. So that's what I'll be kind of focusing on. And then obviously this easy release tomorrow that I just can't wait to tell you how that goes because it's going to be a complete mess. So um, interesting to say the least. I'm still going to set up for it. We'll see how things go from there. But yeah, today we'll, we'll jump into the releases from today. Not really too much to talk about. We had the Yeezy 700 Kyanites. Those came out. I actually ended up getting a pair of those. So they released early. Um, Adidas did like a, a sort of like a, what do I want to say? They did like a, a random release. And I can't think of the name. It's on the tip of my tongue right now. But they basically, oh, they shock dropped them. So they shock dropped the shoe like a couple weeks back, really, really early in the morning. And somebody alerted me about it. I saw it on Twitter, jumped on it, and ended up getting a pair like size 11 or something ended up being a pretty decent colorway uh and pretty decent size for the shoe i like the colorway a good bit i think it's really really clean and just from what i've seen in these easy 700 v3s the uh, after the azales and and that colorway is kind of spiked and some of the other ones i like this shoe a lot it's it's not 
It's not the Azeroths. Those ones that came out are beautiful. I still think that those are the best looking Yeezy 700 V3 colorway that's come out. But these are definitely a close a, a close contention for that because the blue on them, like they they just they've been spot on with the the blue that they've used in some of these Easy Seven Hundred uh, V3s that they've put out. So really really good looking shoe there. I think they did a good job with it. I do I do see some decent prices for them on StockX and eBay and stuff. So if you copped, good job. You're definitely making an easy fifty to sixty bucks, and in some sizes you're making more than that. So really really good profits on this shoe overall and so I saw a lot of people copying I saw a lot of people getting multiples like good job to those people because they're gonna make some decent money on this release overall bad release for me it didn't get any more than that shock drop that happened a couple weeks back and a little bit of a, a bummer there but right after that 10 o'clock sneakers app the Nike Air Max 97 Swavorski or Swavroski I don't know how to say that word either uh, crystals came out those not the best looking shoe in my opinion. I mean, they look better than last year's. I think last year they did it with like a red tint. This year it was more of like a, just like a silver and gray looking shoe. I think there may have been a little bit of pale blue in there as well. Honestly, not not the best colorway, but obviously not too bad either. And they were pretty high retail as with all the Swarovski stuff at like 400 bucks. So really, really expensive shoe good prices on StockX for some sizes. I ended up really honing in on one or two sizes that I thought was going to be profitable. And that's what I'll do for releases like this. Things that I don't really care about, like like these. Really good profit on some sizes, really, really no profit on other sizes. So I ended up going for them in two sizes and said, hey, if I get these in the two sizes that I see are going to smash, or at least that are smashing right now, then I will at least be able to make good money. If not, then I'm not stuck with $400 sitting in my garage until I send them back to Nike. So, you know, it is it is a very zero risk thing, but I just didn't feel like wasting the time with it if I'm not going to get the sizes that I'm going to make profit on. So, I ended up not getting that shoe. A bummer there. I, I think I really only entered like once or twice. I didn't have too much time on my hands this morning. So, did not enter for those too many times. Did not end up copying that shoe and took the L on sneakers today, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, on, on all shoes. So I did end up finding some some decent low-key shoes, which I'm super pumped about. I'm kind of wishing I'd have bought more, and, and this is the, the tough part for me, knowing when to go all in on a thing and when not to. And I've kind of started to hone it down to, I see good profit margins on a shoe, but it's maybe not a hyped-up shoe. I want to buy some, but I don't want to buy a ton. Reason being, I honestly don't have the capital to be doing this massive brick flipping business that a lot of kids do where they're out there they're buying up as many bricks as they can that have good profit margins and the shoes that i found today they're moving with some velocity uh, probably about 10 sales in the last 15 20 days so every one to two days the size i got they're selling really really good profit on them we're looking at like almost double up so really really good shoe to buy there clean shoe for summer like good overall shoe but the end of the day like things can change and and markets can change really quickly and the alert for the sneaker was put out into a group with i mean 
you got like a thousand members in there. So chances are I'm not the only one flipping bricks in that group. I imagine there's other people doing it. And what you end up seeing is people end up tanking the price because they want their money back to reinvest into other things. Maybe they don't save up their money as much and maybe they just didn't plan on not selling them immediately. Maybe their goal was, hey, this is the easiest 20 bucks ever. I'll make, I'll buy 10 pairs and I'll flip them, quick flip them, make 20 bucks a pair and move on. And honestly, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I probably could have done that and, and just kind of going back on that, I maybe should have done that. I mean, it would have been a really, really easy 20 bucks, buy 20 pairs and make a quick 400 bucks. But at the same time, you're putting out a lot of capital with a lot of, of risk. You don't know what could happen in, in shipping and stuff. The, the boxes could get damaged and things. I ended up buying four pairs. I think I'll make good money on them. Looking at about uh, probably a double up at about a $58 shoe. So really, really decent margins on that and, and happy to get that in. So bought a few pairs of those. Like I said, I'm not going all in on, on shoes that are bricks because they don't flip fast enough. There is better stuff out there to put your money in that, that will flip a lot faster that will get you more money than than these these small brick flips sometimes. And so I'll dabble in them because I love I love buying sneakers, I love buying bricks and, and flipping them. I mean, I bought spikes at, at Marshall's. Still one of my favorite buys. Somebody clouded me on Instagram. I was like, hey, how are you buying these? They're they're academies. They're they're complete trash cleats. And I think I commented back and I was like, bro, I'm gonna sell these for a hundred bucks. And lo and behold, three people bought them for a hundred bucks. And it's just because it was a beautiful colorway. I love that. That that sort of thing is fun to me because it's not your typical hyped shoe like a Jordan one, like a Yeezy, like like any of these releases you see on the sneakers app or on the Adidas confirmed app. Like it wasn't any of that. It was literally just some random shoe at Marshalls that everybody left there. And I scooped them all up and probably put like I think I got like 10 pairs at 20 bucks a pair and I've already way more than made my money back on those things. Those are the flips that I really like when I'm doing bricks and just that they're fun. So I do enjoy doing them. There's something that's kind of one of my favorite things to do with, with shoes with reselling, but I won't go all in just because I see the profits not there. So I'll dabble just to kind of keep myself, I don't know, kind of like tame the, the desire to go and just buy a bunch of them, but I'll still kind of keep more money ready to put into something better than just a brick that may or may not flip very quickly for me. So it's kind of my take on it, but it's it's overall pretty good. I do enjoy flipping those. I got some of those in today. So that was more on the, the, the lower end of what I ended up getting. There were some major restocks. I ended up hitting really, really hard on those. And honestly, I set up the, the one bot that I have, set it up before I left for work and then just hit play. And all of my tasks started going. I got to work and I looked down at my phone and I had like 10 checkouts, which I was super pumped about. I ended up getting some cancels, which is never good. And then later in the day, some some better re, some other good restocks came out. So I ended up copying a couple of those, and then I manualed one, which was super nice because I haven't manualed I haven't manualed on retail sites in a very long time. Like I don't understand how people are doing it on some of these sites. It's it's ridiculous. It, it is so difficult to hit, and unless you're willing to drive all over the place. Like you're gonna be, you're gonna really be having a tough time to to cop if you're trying to get to like your local whatever retail stores near you. It's tough. So I, I feel for those people. I mean, it is really really tough sometimes to cop. I ended up copying manual. I got a couple more items uh, through the one bot that I have and just kept it moving. And so it's been a good day overall. Been able to get some really good profit actually. I mean, super profitable day from that aspect. Ended up selling a pair of Jordan One Volt Golds, which is good. I love that shoe, by the way. I think they completely and utterly messed up by not making the whole shoe gold on the back. If that would have been a gold shoe instead of vault and gold, 
it would have been one of the best sneakers of this year. I, I love that shoe. It looks incredible, and when I see Volt on it, I want to throw up because it's terrible. It looks it looks awful. It looks really, really, really bad on that shoe. It just shouldn't have been there, and I, I don't know what Nike was thinking. I don't know whose idea it was to put Volt with a university gold on, on that sneaker, but the rest of the shoe's fire. I mean, the front of it, they did this like off-white cream-looking color with a charcoal or steel blackish gray like it looks really good the laces are the same color as that off-white color and the gold just fits perfectly with it especially for me i'm from pittsburgh like would have been a perfect pittsburgh shoe and then they take the upper and they throw freaking volt on it it looked terrible and so that's why you didn't see prices hit these these massive highs on that i ended up i have a pair and i, I gotta get those things sold because i, I sold a pair of 12s actually have a pair of 11s and a pair of 8s too. Um, and, and the 11s sold, they ended up being dirty on the back. I didn't check the shoes. That was before I checked every pair of shoes when they come in. I didn't realize how many QC problems there were. Like I've never had an issue with QC uh, quality control. If you don't know what QC is, like people actually going through and making sure the shoes are up to standards at Nike and stuff. And when you see people on Twitter saying the QC was really bad on the shoe, the QC was really good, typically means that the shoe was actually kept under really really tight kind of quality standards you don't see that for a lot of better collabs stuff like off-white and stuff like that that, that really has a, a deep market for it there's a lot of people that want it super hyped up quality control is usually better on that than than some of these shoes but like i'm looking at these these university golds they really didn't have bad and they may have had bad qc i didn't get a ton of pairs but the one pair i had had glue all over the toe box and then the other pair was all dirty on the back, which I don't know how that happened. And same thing for like these university blues I got. Like there's glue all over the shoe. I'm looking at them like, how is anybody going to buy this thing? It looks terrible with all this glue. But either way, um, I'm going to sell those on eBay. I just try and denote those. So if you get like a pair of shoes in, I try and put it as like one of the, the final pictures in the listing. So I'm just not like hitting the person as soon as they go in. They're like, hey, here's all the bad things wrong with this shoe. But I don't list it as like a defect or anything like that. That's silly. So because shoes always have issues. Like there's always something. As long as it's not a B-grade shoe, I list it as new and then I just put in the description maybe some glue on some parts of the shoe. And then maybe if it's like actually very visible, I'll say like on this part of the shoe, see photos for details. And honestly, it doesn't affect my sales at all. Now, I do promote all my shoes at 1%. I pretty much promote everything at 1%. People get on my case about that too. But you got to realize when you either if it's a very very hard to sell item or a very in demand item you're gonna have either end of the spectrum unless it's an item with like 20 listings and super high in demand like as soon as it's getting listed it's selling you honestly should promote it because what you're seeing is at least what i'm seeing is there's usually a lot of competition for items that are super high in demand so you're having three other sellers to go 300 other sellers to go up against or if maybe you only have 15 other sellers but it sells once every three to four months do you really want to be the guy that sells his in i don't know five or six waiting periods of three to four months like you may be there for two to three years waiting for this item to sell. At least if you promote it, you're the top one. Somebody goes on and they're in a rush. They click it. They say this is a decent price. They buy it. They're not paying attention. They don't realize it's promoted and you make the sale before everybody else. Good thing is it's only 1% of your sale. So let's say the item costs hundred bucks. Well, good. You paid an extra dollar to sell it three years sooner. Like that makes sense to me. Just makes all the sense in the world. So I do a lot of promotions from that angle. It just makes so much sense to me. And promoting my sneakers has helped them sell too. So I think that the combination of promoting them and just being super brutally honest and saying, hey, like there may be some gluing issues or there may be something wrong with the box. And if I have multiples of the same pair and I list them all under one listing, I'll take pictures of the worst box and just say, 
you know, the box may be damaged. There may be some creasing and stuff. That way, whenever that person gets that box, they're not super disappointed. And everybody else that sees when they get their shoes in that the box isn't dented or anything, they're like, oh, wow, this thing isn't dented at all. I don't know what I was worried about. So that usually can lead to some better reviews too. Being honest with people just kind of helps. And if you at least downplay a little bit what the sneaker's gonna gonna look like, especially for these hype shoes, they get dented all the time in shipping. It's not a big deal unless you're selling to a, a big collector who's like, really really concerned about their condition of the shoes but a lot of these people that are buying these university blues they're just people that love the shoe and honestly i mean i can see why they're a beautiful shoe very clean they don't care about the box i don't care about what the box looks like for mine never if i if i were to break out a pair of those i wouldn't care i'd probably throw the box away i wouldn't throw the box away because it holds value whenever you want to sell the shoe if i get to that point but it doesn't matter to me. Like the box isn't going to make or break the shoe for me if it looks good. A lot of people though that collect these shoes, they will want a pristine box. And so, yeah, I mean, you could run into issues with that. Just make sure you denote that so that you don't end up sending somebody a dinged up box and they get all PO'd because they got a box in that looks like it's completely smashed. So just kind of be be diligent with that. Realize that you may be selling to some collectors who are a little bit, a little bit crazy about weird things on items. I mean, that you see it every day. Somebody collects something and then they go a little bit overboard with stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is it is what it is. Just make sure you're kind of being somewhat honest. I mean, be honest with your listings, but you don't have to you don't have to talk about every nook and cranny of the sneaker or, or coffee mug or whatever you're selling. Like, I literally used to, like, point out every single issue with a coffee mug. Now I just list it and say, like, well-loved. And then say there may be some cracks or issues pay attention to the pictures and see for yourself and usually there's nothing wrong with it that's just my generic template but it helps so that's just something that i've been kind of thinking about a little bit and and sitting on because there is a lot of opportunity to get yourself in some issues if you're not saying hey this is here and, and a buyer gets an issue with it so but yeah that's what i've been thinking about today we got some good releases coming up this week i'm actually out for this weekend which is kind of a bummer from some aspects i'm gonna have a lot of fun i'm gonna go hang out with one of my uh, one of my good buddies and hang out with him actually my cousin but him and some of his buddies so i'll be able to hang out with them and that'll be a lot of fun but i'm gonna miss out on the jordan 5 stealth release which is i don't know i mean the shoe's a decent looking colorway i'm not too certain on what the resale prices will be probably an easy 30 40 bucks a shoe for me because pa and the way that clothing goes here you can make a little bit more money when you're selling it and stuff so I mean, that, that may work out for me, but it's not going to be a big deal because, like I said, I mean, not a super desirable colorway, clean, but not not anything like those midnight navies we saw last week. So anyway, that's really what I'm looking at, really what I'm focusing on. Easy foams tomorrow and just really trying to get after it and, and hopefully get some more stuff sold. So that being said, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. You guys have a great rest of your Thursday. I'll get with you tomorrow on Friday with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.